Well, welcome once again to Legacy Leadership Alliance. I am Bishop Sean Cooper, and I tell you it's a joy to share with you here on Legacy Leadership Alliance. Legacy Leadership Alliance is a podcast dedicated to emerging generations and thought leaders for legacy transference in the marketplace, educational systems, and religious institutions. Legacy Leadership Alliance four points of light are mentorship, PK Alliance, and pastoral infrastructure. Well, greetings and welcome once again to Legacy Leadership Alliance. Hey, I missed you. Um, it's been a minute since I've done a bro- uh, podcast, and of course, man, I've been like Nehemiah on the wall. <laughs> you know, I am working, praying, building, discipling, overseeing. You, 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 you feel what I'm saying? I'm doing the leadership thing, right? Um, and I think that God is allowing us to do this, our labor rather, in getting back to a leadership leadership rhythm the pace of change has been breathtaking i mean it's been neck breaking the speed of change and transition has been quite challenging to all of us that we're trying to get in that like i said that leadership rhythm but i want to talk to you about this thing called transition okay because transition involves a shift right and it's a shift in, in how we as the people of faith um, approach problem solving. And this problem solving requires for us to explore new strategies. It's almost as though the Holy Spirit is putting the pressure upon us. And you know, this transition is not just in the church as it relates to pastors and leaders, but it's also in the secular world, it's in businesses, it's in marriage, it's in family transition. You know, transition is the process of basically going to one state of condition to another, right? And so transition can be difficult because it requires and puts a demand uh, of how we examine our current business or our current ministry condition, right? The attitude and behavior, the essence of our family, change and transition really affects everything so you have to re-examine re-examine the system right and then you got to explore adjustments without destroying the system (laughs) that's your family that's you know the ministry because when transition comes change comes, challenges come right and it's essential to be aware of the changes that's happening around you if not you bury your head in the sand or you get caught between procrastination and motion or you be t- detached and full of fragmentations. No, God wants you to be insightful. He wants you to be fully engaged and involved in the transition and know the direction by which he is leading and not just uh, be caught up in a merry-go-round of in the influences of stress and fear and you're just having a survivalist type of mentality. You know, I'm just gonna get through this as opposed to having divine direction. So I wanna, I wanna talk about this uh, transitional piece, but I, I want to, as we move on, I want to deal with, uh, in the transition, there are three basic ministry fr- uh, phases, I would say, that we're going through now, okay? 
and that is realignment, reassignment, and replacement. That in this transition, God has taken us through realignment in leadership, reassignment in leadership, or replacement. And all of these are very positive, but they can be negative. And I want to talk about that. But first, I want to lay this foundation of transition because I think that we are all are in it. So again, uh, transition, transition means change, correct? But I think it's important uh, that we don't get lost in the transition because sometimes we can get lost in transition. Whatever God is doing in change, we are lost. We are distracted. We are detached. Uh, we're fragmented as opposed to not only understanding the change in the transition, but we also have translation, which means that we understand uh, what God is doing in, in his language, right? Um, the forensics, the details. Now, now let's get it straight that some things God's not going to give us the details, but he will translate in transition. Let me give you a, a case in point. You remember when uh, the Ethiopian, Ethiopian eunuch, right, in the book of Acts, that he would read the book of Isaiah but he didn't have no one to interpret or to translate. He knew he was in transition because he was reading. Um, and, and you know how you get that witness from the Holy Spirit that change is inevitable and you're in the process of leadership change. Okay. You have to discern it. You have to slow down and recognize that change is all around me. Sometimes we are just involved in process but not discerning that this process puts a demand on change right so i got to reposition my mind but not only discern change but understand that there is a language and i have to have the right translation right of the transition i have to know what god is saying so i can move in in the proper direction uh, which the lord is leading so God sent Philip, and you remember, um, Philip walked up to the Ethiopian eunuch and asked him, do you know what you're reading? Do you understand? And he says, no, I don't, I don't have anybody to translate for me. And of course, uh, Philip translated, right? And he was baptized and saved. So the point that I'm trying to make, sometimes change, we're in the process of change or in the in the spirit of change or in the timing of change, but we're not translating. We're not really understanding what this change means. And we're not understanding what God is saying. So we miss, we miss the shift. So we are lost in the transition. It's the same way in marriage. There is a transition in marriage. Um, as we move into decades, of course, me and my wife have been married seven, uh, 37 years, not seven, 37 years. Well, that's a long time. That's almost four decades. And in this 37 years, we've had many transitions. And one is called age and stage. I'm not the same guy that I, you know, when I was in my 40s, I'm not the same guy that I'm in my 50s. I have matured. There are things that I don't like anymore that I used to like. So there was transition and my wife had to be able to translate and understand 
that I'm not the same guy that I was I, when I was younger, okay? Some people miss the shift, even in raising kids. Some mothers still treat their son. Now, he's he has transitioned to a 23-year-old, but she's still treating, treating him like 16. She's missing the shift, right? There's transition, and then you have to translate. You have to be able to speak the language and understand the new day and change your approach, right? Because you recognize that transition puts a demand on change. And this change opens your eyes to properly translate what God is saying, with what principles you need to apply. So as we move through transition, it's important that we explore, like I said, adjustments, okay? Because, you know, the Lord is going to realign. He's going to reassign and he's going to replace. And it's going to be very important that we understand that we are in a time of transition. And this puts a demand on a grasp of humility and selflessness. And, and it really it signifies what is the best ministry uh what is be what is best for the ministry team for the family team as opposed to having an attitude of territorial territorialism is what i want to say you know you start to become territorial um and rigid not capable of understanding that you're in a season and you're in a moment of change uh how many people do you know that missed the moment they in the divorce court because they could not read the tea the tea leaves right they couldn't make adjustment to the change uh he was constantly treating her a certain way or she was constantly uh, treating him uh, a certain way became too familiar and wasn't able to adapt to the climate and the relationship and the culture and as a result um they failed the process and ended up right in divorce court now that's not every divorce but let's be real a lot of times people in in divorce is because they couldn't handle the change the handwriting was on the wall okay and if they needed some translation the holy spirit was there to aid them or send a mentor or send someone to help them to be able to understand this transition and to translate properly. I guess one of the worst things you can be in is in a time of transition, but you can't trans translate. And I think that's what the devil desire is for you and I in leadership is that we can be in change and not even know it. Or we can be in change and we see the change, but we don't know how to translate. We don't know the mind of God in it. And of course we, you all know, um, most of you know that the scripture in Chronicles, what, First uh, Chronicles 12 and 32, talks about the sons of Issachar, that they understood, right, the times and knew what Israel should do. It was 200 of them, right? It was 200 of them, but they understood transition and they understood translation, Okay. If God takes you through transition, he will make sure that there will be translation available. I mean, it would be very cruel for God to take you through transition, but then hide the understanding. Now, let's get it right. Sometimes God will lead us as pastor by faith. 
and it's daily bread. He'll tell you what to do daily, like Israel, right? I mean, they had to follow him in a pillar of fire at night and then a cloud by day. So it was daily bread, daily provision. But God took him through transition and he translated, he sent, he sent Moses, he sent Aaron. God will give you somebody um, physically or the witness of the Holy Spirit to make sure you don't miss the moment. Okay. And sometimes as leaders, in fact, I think all of us have to give ourselves to fasting and praying. We got to dig deeper. It's not enough to just go to church and, uh, you know, do the organization administration and delegation and have all, all this stuff lined out, but lack prayer, lack fasting that brings in a greater clarity of God's direction and God's vision. It takes the cataracts out of your eyes. It unplugs the ears so you can't you can hear God clearly. And then God will take you through the transition and he will bring the translation um, so that you can follow him distinctively and clearly. So I think it goes back to um, what I said earlier about problem solving. God would allow transition to uh, for us to be challenged by transition so we can we can shift right from frustration to problem solving there's a problem that need to be solved and the only way it's going to be solved is that we have to prepare for transition for change right and once again whether it's realignment reassignment or replacement some transition change is is not necessarily and i'll deal with this probably on the next uh session but uh, some transition is not for realignment, reassignment, or re replacement. That may not be what God is saying in the season. Some of the transition uh, is about full engagement. Come on, that that you you fully engage in the assignment. That there is no sluggishness in the midst of transition around you. You may not be the one that God is realigning, reassigning, or replacing. You may be the one that you're in your assignment. It's, no necess it's not necessary to be replaced. It's not necessary to be reassigned because you know your assignment or replaced because you know your position. Um, but you must fully, full, fully engage, right? right? Making full proof of the ministry like Paul told Timothy. And I want to say this um, because we have talked about replacement and reassignment and realignment next but just want to throw this out that just because you have you are in a season of transition to be replaced like past the ton uh i mean past the baton right not just be replaced because you were negligent no sometimes our time is simply just up and god wanting us to pass the baton for legacy uh, purposes and that's in a corporation especially when it comes to ministry uh, it seems that the devil is trying to cause us to either drop the baton or don't have a man or a woman or a young lady or young man to pass it to so we're in a very difficult season as it relates to transition okay and God don't want us to be bound by friction. He wants to un us, you and I to, to understand that transition is for the purpose of problem solving. There's a problem that needs to be solved. 
And I'll talk about that more um, when we basically meet again. So, you know, it's not necessarily a matter of you being perfect. It's a matter of you finishing. Okay. So you have to be aware of the change that's happening around you in your ministry as a leader, as the priest of your home, if you, you're male, uh, if you're female, as the wife, the mother, um, your child may be going through transition. In fact, to be honest with you, we're in such a transitional moment that if you're not careful, you'll be drunk by the moment, intoxicated with the stress and the worry and the fear. And so you're not translating the transition properly, but God gives us wisdom, okay? Um, and the attitude to understand that we are problem solvers, which, re which requires to explore new strategies. It provokes potential, okay? If change don't happen, you can't grow. Change puts a demand on your potential. Change presses out um, ideas and innovation and creativity because you're trying to solve a problem that is solvable only in the mind of God. And if you seek God, God will give you his mind. He won't only just take you through the transition, but he'll give you eyes to see. You'll grasp greater wisdom, okay? You'll be more impactful when you're able to discern the season of transition and you seek God for translation as well. So also, um, there are three um, landmines that you have to be very uh, cognizant of when you understand leadership transition, when you're in a transitional season, and that is be careful not to become territorial, bound with entitlement, or overcome with familiar familiarity. See, when you get territorial, you'll miss the shift. You will fail the test of the trans, trans, transition, and of course, you will you won't be able to translate because you are territorial. You feel entitled. No leader. I'm talking about a pastor, assistant pastor, um, a, a a owner that's over a corporation or company, father, mother. However, you leading. Know that you know being territorial and hovering over what God's given you um, when an, with an idol mentality, like it's an idol, your children, your job, it's more important to you than God, the ministry, and you, you're you territorial, that's a dangerous place to be because everything that God has given you as a leader belongs to him, okay? And if you're too familiar with what God has given you, or you feel entitled, the devil's gonna undermine you and rob you in the time of growth. Um, you'll make decisions out of impulse and not principle. So keep your heart in check. Keep things balanced in the season of transition. So I'm getting ready to sign out. Uh, I want you to know that I love you. And by all means, please send this to a friend that is a leader doesn't matter what type of leader, what position they hold, but forward this, okay? And also, uh, write a review for me, okay? I would really appreciate it. 
Listen, I love you. Remember, it is better to live by principle than to die by impulse. You go with God and be incredibly, incredibly, incredibly blessed. Thank you for listening to the Legacy Leadership Alliance podcast. We invite you to continue to join us at the intersection of religion, education, and the marketplace as we provide synergy and faith toward the future. Follow us on all podcast platforms and subscribe. Contact Sean Cooper at bishopshawn at gmail.com. And remember, it is better to live by principle than to die by impulse.